There they go. And as we're talking, that's amazing. That's, <laughs> so what's happening? Um, so the whole time crew, it could be the retained crew as well, the on-call, they're currently getting a job. Um, so we'll hear in a second which call sign is going if it's one pump or two and they're going out to fire a car crash or a helicopter crash. Welcome to the Morecambe Bay podcast with Nigel Thompson. A dramatic start to the Morecambe Bay podcast and we'll hear more from firefighter Rosie Pearson soon. Across this area there's a need to recruit more on-call firefighters to be ready for when the call comes in. Places like Silverdale and here in Boltley Sands need more help. Station manager Kevin Warwick explains. The old name was retained firefighters, and that had a, quite a big question mark over what what it what it involved. So we've kind of updated the name really now to on call firefighters, on call from home, on call from work, uh, on call at places of, of of where you socialise and so on. So like myself, I, I carry an alerter, and and the ask is that we give hours of cover during those hours. If your alert goes off, you respond to your fire station. Uh, and turn out to the incidents that, that, that firefighters go to. And to be an on-call firefighter, I'm going to meet one of your colleagues in a minute, what, what's the kind of, sort of the background or the backstory? Is there a typical kind of person who you know, wants to do this? Not really, no. I mean, you know, we, we, we don't restrict anybody from, from, from there. We, we try and reflect our communities as best we can. Uh, we, we've got what used to be butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, uh, but as everybody's very different now. There's a lot of people working from home and there's a lot of people from diverse backgrounds currently and we're, but we're always looking to seek uh, you know from, from those different areas so no there, there is no restriction if your fitness is slightly off or it's been neglected for a short time we've got departments that can support in in, in that area as well so you know we we don't restrict anybody we don't we want to ref, reflect as best we can our communities so I, I just knock on the door and ask the questions and, and get some information about it and when it comes to this area as well, I mean, you look at the picture of the map of the background, I mean, you've got a nuclear power station, you've got the seaside resort, you've got the city, the river. It's quite a diverse patch. There can't be many Absolutely. patches like yours, no, can there? and I've been up here, I've worked in Lancaster, but a lot of my uh, career has been on the file coast. Uh, and having come up here, like I said, there's a lot of green space, there's a lot of blue space, there's a lot of diverse. And, and in my time here, we, we attend a lot of very different incidents. We've also got a motorway network running through the through here so it is very diverse with incidents as well that, that we go to and that's reflected in the training packages that we have and the expectations of our staff you know we we attend a lot of very different things and you know on a weekly basis I regularly scratch my head and, and think wow that, that's a first for me and 24 year three years into the into the service that I've got regularly I do you think wow I've not, that's the first um, so yeah every day's a school day as it's once said and it is for sure. So I've been doing this for nine years now. I originally wanted to go into the army, but because I've got asthma, I couldn't do that. So somebody suggested have a go at the on-call fire service. So I did, I applied and I got in, first time trying. So you do a two-week recruits course, and then you have a six-month like learning time where you get to grips with all the skills on-call, and then you go back for another two weeks of breathing apparatus, and then you're a fully-fledged firefighter. You do a development programme, which can take up to six years, but it's up to the individual how quickly they get through it. If they're super committed, it can be done in 18 months. That's how long it took me. So yeah, and I have not looked back since. Absolutely love it. The main draw of being an on-call firefighter is that you don't have to sacrifice your full-time job. So I was a lifeguard at the time at the local sports centre. So I used to do my lifeguarding shifts and then be on-call around that. Um, A lot of people that work here do it on-call around their nine to five, or if they work night shifts or single mums you can you can still live your life and you can earn a bit of extra money alongside and of course we are 
known as the local heroes, so that's always a plus, isn't it? Great, <laughs> Everybody yeah. loves the fire service. And what about the kind of thing when you were g- getting involved? You know, was there a time when you thought, I'm not sure I can do this? It's quite a physical job. There's lots of training, as you've already said. You know, it's, yeah. it's not something you can just come, up, come in and do. You have to learn and, you know, obviously be taught yeah, things. So, you know, was there a time when you thought, actually, there's more to this than meets the eye? Yeah, I suppose so. The apprehension can be put to bed quite easily because we do have a go days. So you can come to the fire station or on a drill night, meet the crew and have a go at all the skills you'll need to get into to the fire service. If you fall just short of say the fitness test or the physical assessment day, we do do training programs for people. So then they can progress themselves, take six months, come back and try again. Um, I would say it's pretty accessible to anybody. With a little bit of training, anybody could definitely do this. What do you mates and your family think about it? I'm lucky that my family are very supportive, but I mean, how can you argue with somebody going out to save the people of the local community? If my mum's house is burning down, I'll be there for her. So. It's one of those things, isn't it? You just, yeah, to save people when they need you, that you're there to help the community. So it's hard to argue with that, really. There they go. And as we're talking, that's amazing. That's, <laughs> so what's happening? Um, so the whole time crew, it could be the retained crew as well, the on-call, they're currently getting a job. Um, so we'll hear in a second which call sign is going, if it's one pump or two, and they're going out to fire a car crash or a helicopter crash. So Lima 1, 2, Papa 1 is our full-time crew. So they're getting a job now. Um, sometimes you get a job with the full-time crew and a few minutes later the retained crew, the encore crew, go straight after. Um, we quite often go in tandem, so it's pretty cool to work alongside them. Yeah. So the hairs on the back of my neck have gone up now. Increasing the heart rate. <laughs> it's like instinct, I want to get up. <laughs> and this is what it's like, isn't it? I yeah. guess, as a, as a, you don't never know what you get sent to. No. Give us a, some ideas of the <clears throat> things that you've, you've done in your time. Yeah. Um, so within the first six months of my career, I had a what we call a person's reported fire. Um, So on the tip sheet it says persons reported building fire domestic. That means somebody's still within the building that needs saving. Um, So we got that through on the tip sheet. We got to the incident, smoke coming through the windows and there was someone to save. Um, So we've done, within six months I did a successful rescue of a house fire which is amazing. How do you feel about that then? It it makes you feel proud. Sometimes regardless of the outcome, sometimes it can be a sad outcome. But our training that we go through just makes you know you've done your absolute best. And more often than not we're helping a lot of people we're saving a lot of lives so it's worth it yeah and what else have you been to in the meantime uh so i've been to quite often now we go to what we call rtcs um road traffic collisions um we do more of those than fires at the moment people are careless with the driving um the, our crew and myself went to the hesham gas explosion um so we we're searching in the rubble it can be jobs like that we've been to sand rescues people walking too far on the bay and they get stuck work alongside other agencies as well. So you get get to know the paramedics of the town quite well and the police, you know, building collapse. It can be absolutely anything. It's very varied. There's a map over there showing the kind of area, you know, there's a nuclear power station, yes, as you exactly. pay the, the beach, the M6, yeah. you know, there's aircraft passing over all the time yeah. as well. I mean, the variety of, of incidents here, the potential, I suppose, is huge and that's what you're trained for, isn't it? Yeah. No, no one day is the same. Sometimes you come in, you read the tip sheet and even now after nine years, it can be shocking. You think, what? what are we going to do with this? And you get there and you're training, you go into autopilot and you do your job well. Um, but yeah, sometimes you read it and you think, wow, <laughs> I don't quite know what to make of this. <laughs> well, the crew have just shot off as we're talking now. I mean, yeah. let's uh, hope, hope it's uh, something not too major, perhaps a false alarm. But yeah. when it comes to being part of the crew as well, again, it's coming from a, a swimming centre, you know, working as a lifeguard there, I suppose you've worked as part of a team. But I guess it's a league apart, isn't it, when you join a... A place where you know lives depend and your life depends on perhaps the actions of your, of your crew. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, so I would say on uh, an encore unit especially become like family um, because you are getting, sometimes if you do night hours, you're getting disrupted from your sleep. You come in, you're not feeling at your best. You can be at incidents for a long time and you do have to trust the person sat next to you with your life. Um, so over, over time you do become more like family and that's what we are here at Morecambe for sure. Yeah, we're very close. I guess as well, if you start as a, an on-call or retained, as are sometimes known as well, it's like a like a sort of a, a toe in the water, isn't it? Sort of trying it out, seeing if it's for you before you perhaps take the plunge and become a full-time. Yeah, so there are sometimes over the course of the years they do conversion courses for whole time, or there's other roles within the fire service. There's community fire safety, business fire safety. There's loads of stuff, um, and it's a good way to get a real feel for the fire service. It's the best of both worlds. You get to do the job, but then you get to go home to your family and live another cool life outside of the fire service and do like pursue your dreams as well so it's pretty cool yeah and what's your future now what are you doing at the moment after this conversation you're off to to work aren't you? yeah i'm off to blackpool fire station as a whole-time firefighter i've only done that for the last year though um so nine years commitment to the on call i've done loads of different jobs in that time at one point i was unemployed and the on call wage kept me afloat so it's something worth considering for those people that have a little bit of spare time or feeling at a loss for maybe a new hobby even you could call it um that pays as well there's a lot of benefits to doing it just as well as obviously saving people <laughs> oh, what's it like with the whole time has it changed you know your kind of relationship or your feeling towards the job because i suppose when you were when you were you know kind of an on-call firefighter you know it's nice to do but you have another life when you become whole time i guess it becomes a bigger part of your life i think i'm just even more invested now than ever because I've learnt a few more skills through being whole time. I feel the, the passion to pass that on to my crew that are solely on call. It's a, it's a lot to learn, which is, you learn some cool things. You're learning about rope rescue, water rescue, working at height. You know, there's loads of aspects to it, cutting people out of cars and to fit it all into a couple of hours a week. It's a, it's a big thing that they do. Um, so I, hopefully with my on call um, role, I can pass on the knowledge I learned from whole time. Um, just to bring the crew up a little bit, yeah. So just find what would you say to people who are listening to this and thinking, actually, that does sound cool. I want to get learn a bit more. What what would you advise them to do? Um, so the recruitment is currently open now um, until the end of the month. If you're from Botany Sands, Carnforth, Silverdale, Hornby, Garstang or Morecambe, all of those stations are recruiting for on-call firefighters. If you're not 100% sure, you can either phone the station or come along on drill nights. Um, Morecambe's drill night is a Monday. Garstang's Monday, I think Carnforth maybe Tuesday. You can find it on the Lanks website though. Give us a call, pop down, have a chat, and if you think it is for you, apply. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that's gonna happen is you're gonna get a cool second job, or even a first job, you know. A hobby that pays, I think, is the best way to describe it, yeah. Over the last nine years, I've become a crew manager on call. That's rewarding upskilling people from the first day as a firefighter to some now are crew managers themselves. I'll probably follow the same route whole time. Yeah, there's loads of scope for progression on both, on call and whole time, yeah. That sounds great. I, I've got to say, the reaction when we heard the uh, the alarm before, you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I want to go with them. <laughs> I'm jealous. Halfway out the door before yeah. we, uh, we finish the conversation. Yeah. Well, listen, good luck. Thanks very much for talking to us. And Thank I'm you. sure people will be interested. You're certainly enthused about it. And I'm sure people want to follow in your footsteps. Rosie Pearson, thanks so much for talking to us. So there you go. If you have been inspired, I'll put some more links in our show notes for the Morecambe Bay podcast. Uh, and what can I say? Thanks very much to Rosie and uh, to Kev for talking to us on the Morecambe Bay podcast. This is Nigel Thompson. Thanks for for listening and until next time enjoy the bay follow us and get in touch search Morecambe Bay podcast on social media 